0: Hi, i'm Polly campbell and this is simply said simply said is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well do good and be happy and we might just change the world along the way or at least have fun trying are you ready let's go Well hello and welcome to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways. And when I say practical, I mean even the things I can do to live well, do good, and be happy. Today I am super excited to have best selling author, organizational and time management expert Julie Morganston on for our Simply Said interview. Hello, Julie. Hi Polly, it's great to be here with you. Oh, thanks for coming. I, you know, I've followed your work for years and I read in your bio, you've been doing this over 30 years, but I think the part that resonates with me is you really go to the mindset. You really go to helping people use their own abilities and their own habits to feel more organized and and have time to do things the way they want to do. You call it the inside out approach.
1: Yes, I do. I I think there's a couple of things about that. One, I think everybody's organizing system and time management system has to be designed around their unique way of thinking and even their natural habits and their goals so that it's very natural and easy to maintain. Mm. And it it actually is sort of... uh, It helps people to, to, it takes the judgment out. I think what gets in the way of that whole mindset thing is when we feel disorganized or we feel chaotic, we spend so much time beating ourselves up and we think we're supposed to be a different Mm -hmm. way. I wish I thought differently. I wish I was that person instead of me. (laughs) They seem so organized. And if you really take the judgment out and you, everybody's just, everybody thinks differently and everybody has different goals and your system is really designed to help you achieve your goals, which means the system has to be specific to you. Um, if you're trying to have a, you know one kind of life and I'm trying to have another, then our, our days are going to look different. Uh, and there's no judgment against that. It's just a system that reflects who you are and what you want and where you're going and then it's very easy to maintain and you feel great i've been
0: thinking about you all weekend because uh, we were undecorating our house for halloween we have a and and i always hate (laughs) the undecorating i get so overwhelmed we we were taking everything out and putting it in bins but then we go to the garage and the garage is just and i was feeling pulled because we hadn't had a lot of family time and I didn't want to spend it doing chores. And I was back and forth and I, I channeled your lessons from time to parent, which is your newest book. And it made so much sense. One part you talk about in there is give your undivided attention. So we focused on the the packing up for one hour and then the rest was family time where we put all our devices down. We turned off the we, we did that. And it, it, I felt so relieved by the end of the day. I'm- yeah, I think being present,
1: it gives us the greatest sense of fulfillment. It actually stretches time. When you're fully present with anyone or anything you're doing, time in, in, in a nice way slows down. It feels enough. It's, uh, we feel we don't have enough time when whatever we're doing, our mind is somewhere else. You're not present. And then everything kind of slips through your fingers and it's like, oh my God, we just didn't have any quality time. And, you know, when you were doing the boxes and the boxing up, if you could actually be present in that, it can be a pleasant experience. I think a lot of parents uh, make the mistake of thinking that in order to get to quality time, we have to get through all the business of life. Let's Mm -hmm. get all the chores and all the cleaning and all the this and all the that done And when all that's done, then we can have quality time. It kind of doesn't leave a lot of time for quality time, Mm -hmm. number one, because there's so much business of life. And if you can be present in the business of life, that becomes a quality interaction. It can be pleasant. You can actually enjoy it. You can actually enjoy cleaning the house together. If you don't think of it as, let's get this done as quickly as possible so then we can have some fun. Just embrace it. Kids want to spend time with you.
0: And I'm wondering, are are we just busy doing instead of creating meaning? So we don't have that presence. We don't have that undivided attention to anything we do.
1: I I think that what gives us that sense of busyness, that rampant sense of busyness that everybody feels, is actually that we are spending a lot. We're filling a lot of the micro moments with technology. So it's almost like whatever you're doing, you're shoving in to every little break in thought or every micro-moment, oh, let me get online, let me check an email, let me check my text, let me go to Instagram. We're generating by uh, this, this hecticness because we have this feeling of always having to shove stuff in. And I think it's really through the technology. And if you can break your addiction, the technology, which is not easy, by the way, I'm not saying this is easy, Um, but if you can have screens down or screens away and retrain yourself to be present first, start 20 minutes at a time and work yourself up to an hour, and then maybe you'll even get to two hours where you can go for an hour or two without being on a device or having to check or text or Instagram something or see what's going on you'd be amazed at how much more peace of mind, how your anxiety goes down. You feel like you get way more done and way less time and you'll have enough time.
0: One of the things you talk about is along those lines is how important it is to step back and look at the different aspects of our lives and how we are using our time and managing the tasks. Why is that a starting point?
1: Well, because Your days should be filled with the things that connect you to your goals. So one of the first things if you feel like you're very disorganized or very chaotic with your time is kind of think of your time as a closet, right? It's it's very helpful to get a visual image of uh, kind of a tangible metaphor for time. Time is a limited amount of space that can only fit so much, Mm -hmm. right? We have 24 hours a day. We have seven days a week. That's 168 hours every week to work with. Once you take sleep out, then you have what's really left to fit in all the things you want to do. So, so let's say you've got X number of hours in the week. What are the categories of things that you want to fit in to the closet of your week? There's work, there's family, there's personal time, there might be community time. Think about the big buckets of just like you would categories in a closet, and then you can start to uh, rearrange your schedule to make sure that each of the big departments of your life have their time in your day or in your week. And then once that space is there, then you can fill it with the details. This is family time. What are we doing on Friday night family time? We're going to watch a movie. We're going to cook pasta. We're going to do, I don't know, you know, play board games. So it really helps to step back and see what you're spending your time on and then reorganize it into categories and give everything a home.
0: I love thinking about that because it's so physical. I can see what my closet looks like. How is clutter connected to our growth and our ability to achieve our goals and and our mindset
1: too? How much of this is about how we think about our life? Oh, so much about that. So clutter, I I have a different definition of clutter than most people. I don't think of clutter as junk. I think of clutter as um it's some it 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 represents an attachment that we are struggling to release. When I say clutter, clutter to me is like anything that is obsolete but it's still in your space. It's like those piles of papers that you have not touched in 18 months, right? Or the drawers that you never go into or the shelves on your pantry that are filled but you never add anything, you never take anything out. It's anything that's stagnant and it's not being used, right? You're not using it. So why is that there, right? If it was junk, we'd get rid of it. It's not junk. It's a point of entry. It's an opportunity to get insight into an attachment you're struggling Mm. to release. And if you approach it with curiosity and you ask, what does this clutter represent to me? That gives you the insight that then enables you to go, oh, wow, maybe that's not, maybe this pile is not achieving the goal that I really, uh, that I need and I need to do it in a different way. I'll give you a couple examples. I uh, had a client who had like so many, like unbelievable amounts of exercise clothes and she, but, and she never used them. And, you know, she rarely exercised, but she was always buying exercise clothes. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was like unused wardrobe. So it was like, what does this clutter represent? Taking up a lot of space. She was like, I need to get rid of stuff. But if we just try to get rid of stuff, she wasn't going to get rid of stuff. I was like, what does this represent to you? And what it really represented was her desire for self-care. This was mm. a very busy mom she never felt she always felt guilty taking time for herself and it that's what it represented it was just her 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 desire for but uh didn't feel entitled to take so interesting so it was like okay let's work on like so then why not and then it made sense for her to go ahead and start going to the gym once on the weekend and doing something in the morning every day from home um when i was uh I was a single mom for most of my daughter's childhood from the time she was three. And when uh, she moved out, when she graduated high school and off to college and I decided to move from my apartment um, that I had raised her in, and I was able to make decisions on most things, what furniture I wanted to keep, what I wanted to get rid of, everything was going smoothly. And I got to a cabinet that was filled with cookbooks Mm. And I could not decide what to do with these cookbooks. And the thing was, I never cook. I never cook. I raised my daughter on takeout. I was a single working mom running a business. And I cooked for her once a year on her birthday. I made her whole wheat chocolate chip pancakes. That was it. And I was working with uh, my own team, helping pack up the apartment. And my organizer, who knows the work, said to me, Julie, I was paralyzed. I just could not make any decisions on the cookbook. And his name is Ron. Ron said, Julie, what, what do these represent? And I looked at them and I said, I thought about it and I was like, they represent the kind of mom I had wanted to be. I had wanted to be the kind of mom that when my, ki- my kid came home, she'd bring her friends, they'd come home to like a house that was filled with the aroma of like homemade, you know, spaghetti sauce. <laughs> the Uh, muscles marinara and like that she would i wanted to create that because i didn't have that growing up and it and i never did it so getting rid of the cookbooks meant releasing that dream mm -hmm. that goal accepting that i never
0: achieved that goal it occurs to me when you're when you're sharing the examples we we all have these things but what you said earlier really hit where we there doesn't have to be any judgment. There can be an awareness, right? And then we're free. And then
1: you're free. And then I was able to ask myself, I was like, okay, if I wasn't that kind of good mom, what kind of good mom was ah, I? yeah. Right? And then I was like, well, I was a kind of good mom that was, but I was sitting next to her reading books and mm-hmm. uh, I was home every night and I was a different kind of good mom. And once that's the awareness and then it's, that's where the growth comes it's like, oh, I can let go of these cookbooks. Mm-hmm. I was a different kind of good mom, and I could feel good about that. So that's why I think of clutter as if you slow down, don't rush to throw it out, but you ask yourself what it represents, or if this was gone tomorrow, what would I miss? It will enlighten you in a way that can help you feel whole, help you achieve your goals better, help you forgive yourself for things that you might not have completed. It's a, It's a very powerful and nurturing process. If you, if you approach it that way, I
0: love that approach. Enlightenment, too, people. I, I love that. I mean, just hearing you talk, I feel I feel I'm thinking about things differently, and that that brings us to the simply start segment. Julie, we recommend every episode one thing people can do immediately to get started putting some of these micro habits into practice and, and elevating their day. And one thing that you talk about that wanted to ask about is the tomorrow plus two schedule and, and that scheduling at the end of the day to me that that's something I've used the last couple of days since I read about it. And that's a good simply start. That has been a good way for me to get into uh, my schedules and my week and becoming aware. Can you tell us
1: what tomorrow plus two is? Yeah, so Tomorrow's Day 2 is a habit uh, of taking 15 minutes or 20 minutes taps at the end of every day and looking at your calendar and your schedule for tomorrow plus two days beyond that, a three-day arc. And look at specifically what's on your plate tomorrow, what do you need to do to prepare for, do you have the right clothes, do you have the right materials, get yourself packed up mentally and physically for your day. And then look two days beyond that and so that you kind of have an idea of what's coming up. And one of the benefits of looking at the extra two days is to know if tomorrow doesn't go exactly as planned, how much wiggle room do you have? Did you have rollover time or wow, the next two days are really hectic. So I've got to get it done tomorrow or but. No. So it and I find that if you do it at the end of the day for the next day, uh, plus two you, um, you're able to stay more focused on your priorities through the day. If you wait until the morning to check your calendar and figure out your to do's for the day, it's just too late. You know, the day, the pressure of the day is crashing down upon you. If you see something on there that you don't really think is a priority anymore, it's harder to get Mm -hmm. out of. If you do it the day before, you can give people notice. You're like, Hey, you know, I know we had that plan, but something came up. You don't want to do that the morning of. It's not so bad if you do it the night before or two days out. And it also helps you to prior, uh, delegate better. You can look when you're looking ahead and say, oh, you know, I have a really busy day. Let me get somebody to do that piece for me. Or let me ask somebody else to put dinner together or do a piece of work. So looking in events really helps you save time. Uh, stay focused on your priorities. And uh, and, and execute on your goals the tomorrow plus
0: two is our simply start guys go after it. tomorrow plus two at the end of your day look at what you have coming ahead and with awareness again no judgment here just be aware of what you and what working for you what makes sense to you try it and i bet you feel easier i bet you feel more organized and more settled and less frantic when you start your day For our Simply Nifty segment today where I always talk about something I love, an item or a website or a practice, I want you to pick up all of Julie's books, including Organizing from the Inside Out. But the one I've been reading, the one that prompted me to invite Julie on the show is called Time to Parent. And it is really such a compassionate guide to how we're spending time together and how we're moving through our space together as a family. And, you know, you helped me realize is, yeah, there's there's no job description. And so so it feels ambiguous and vast and like we can never accomplish it all. But when we settle down and look at what we really want to do and, and the habits and skills and systems we have that are getting us there... Um, we can be more deliberate and create more meaning in our life. And, and I just, Julia, this is the simply nifty uh, time to parent, pick it up. It is, it is non-judgy. It is smart. It's good strategy that'll just give you some peace of mind and some, some ideas that have already made my life easier. So I appreciate that work very much. I think it's simply nifty. Uh, thank you.
1: I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. That was my goal was to give parents the manual that uh, people have been craving for generations on how to think about organizing your time so you can be present and you have no guilt and you kind of manage you can you can manage a lot more if you understand the edges and you think in mm-hmm. these short bursts.
0: And I think anytime we we first of all give ourselves a break and and second of all yeah. sit back and really become aware and deliberate of what we're doing we then get clarity. Are we moving in the direction we want to go or are we straying? And that that can be often why we feel upset is we know we're not going in the direction we want to go and we don't know how to get back there. I thought this book was really helpful. Julie, thank you so much. We can find you where? www.juliemorgenstern.com?
1: That's exactly right. You can learn more about the books and we do speaking and workshops if anybody's interested you can see that on the services page and follow me on you know instagram but don't check every five minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want you there but not all day
0: how do you do that time-wise do you do you go all in one time of the day or are you back and forth like so many of us or how does it work In an ideal world,
1: what I I aspire to do and I'm able to do often, but not always, is to be very deliberate that, like, this is my Instagram time, Um, and it's once a day Mm -hmm. or twice a day tops, but it's, like, this is my time to go on and do And I do, like, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's, like, this is my social media time. Um, But I, like, and and just for every listener, like, as i am good at that and then if i let my guard down for five minutes i will get pulled back in just like everybody else into like the mindless constantly checking and that always happens when you're overwhelmed yeah and it's like when you have so much to do it's like ah let me just go online it's a little escape um and it's very very addictive so you break the habit and then you're good for a while and then you have to break the habit again and It's like sugar. I think (laughs) I think social media. It's the corn syrup of our generation. You have to learn how to manage it. It's not all or nothing. Moderation and control. And then you can get the most out of it.
0: Well, thank you very much for being here. Find Julie at www.julieborgenstern.com dot com and you can check out our books on Amazon, your neighborhood bookstore, wherever. Invite her out for a workshop. It's it's worth your time to check out this work, you guys. It's it's fun and it's interesting. And Julie, thank you for being here. Thank you for the work you're doing on the world. Thank you so
1: much, Polly. It was great to talk to you.
0: Thank you. You can find me Polly Campbell at www.imperfectspirituality.com, and you can sign up for the how to live an awesome life newsletter there like a pep talk in your inbox on Fridays. Thank you all for listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said and for subscribing. And thanks again to Julie Morgenstern and all of you now. Think about what's behind that clutter and be deliberate in your time and space. And I think that will help you live well, do good and be happy.